Shut up, I love it. Opa! Shut up, I love it. This is Shut Up, I Love It, and I am Joe Cabello, no matter what the naysayers say. And I am here with my co-host, Sasha Feiler. And this podcast about is about something underrated, underappreciated, underloved, misunderstood, you tell me, and who is joining us today in the studio, Joe? Well, we got a good return, and I emphasize the word good, because this is, if he was a hamburger, it'd be a good burger. This, mm. our guest is former guest, actor, director, improviser, and guess what? Board certified music therapist, obsessed with theme parks. He's gonna take us for a ride today, and mm. he's also Greek American. If that matters. It's going to matter. We have Spencer Frankaberger. Frankaberger. Yeah, hey, I know that last name's not Greek, <laughs> but uh, if you want to get real Greek, my mom's maiden name is Ayeropis. So, uh, Ooh, that's very now Greek. Now we're talking. <laughs> Are you here to defend Greece? Sort of. In a way, I think <laughs> I'm here to defend someone who is Greek for something that may not have gotten the best reception when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say it like it is. What is it? Uh, the movie My Life in Ruins, uh, written and directed by Nia Vardalis, um, which I would consider part of the My Big Fat Greek Wedding universe, uh, the Vardalis-verse, uh, mm. because ironically enough, she's Greek in the movie, it takes place in Greece, uh, people get married, <laughs> so or yeah. there's at least like wedding <laughs> vibes, so I mean it really is, and it's the same person who wrote My Big Fat Greek Wedding, so it all, mm -hmm. uh, characters are returning, uh, because they have different cameos in this movie as well. So it's, it really feels like it fits in that My Big Fat Greek Wedding verse, for sure. That's true. I had to check, like, ten minutes into the movie. I was like, wait a minute. And I've never <laughs> seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding, so I was, I was like, oh. this still feels like it is a sequel, and I've never seen the movie. <laughs> so that's how yeah, much it feels like oh. it could be that movie. It's like My Big Fat Greek Ruins is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow it's true Way so rebrand it it's a great title it's a great for the amazing title for the premise for everything about it what's this movie uh how do you describe it beyond its history to my big fat greek wedding well i mean this this feels to me like i guess a brief synopsis it's about a a tour guide who works in greece uh providing you know tours to the locals but she always gets stuck with the groups that she doesn't really like because they're like the clumsy ones the silly ones the goofy ones the ones that don't tip well whereas her tour guide um co-worker who is not very good really at giving tours he's just really good at smoozing is the one who kind of gets all the the good tours and the good bands and all that and eventually she falls in love with her bus driver whose name is Pupikakis. uh <laughs> i saw that come from miles away that she's gonna fall in love with this guy yeah, well, and so it's a tip your typical yeah. rom-com with with a lot of puns and a lot of cheese, mm -hmm. uh, Velveeta out the wazoo. Um, but it is just a movie that I think is full of fun, full of full of a lot of Greek culture and Greek Greek references mm -hmm. in a way, um, but also kind of fits that vibe of a movie that you may have overlooked because of the reviews and or the fact that you're like, I'm done with my big fat Greek wedding verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they milked it because they really milked that, right? There's a couple sequels. I think a 
a TV show perhaps or something. Mm -hmm. like, My Big Fat Greek Life, a whole season, and it's quite funny. Uh, but it's also very specific to Greek culture. If you're not Greek, you may not understand the references in that show <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it was um, only. It was also a few minutes into this movie that where I was like, oh yeah, Spencer's Greek. <laughs> This mm -hmm. this is pertinent. Um, yeah, and the the yeah. opening lines is they're like Kalimera, Kalimera, good morning. Like they're saying stuff, and I laughed one time. And I saw this movie three times in theaters. By the way, I want to preface it with that. Nice. I don't know why I saw it with my mom once, and she laughed at the beginning because she knows Greek very well. And then I went to watch it another time, and I was like, I'm gonna be that person who laughs. So, like when it happened, all the Greek, I was like <laughs> laughing. I didn't know what was happening, but uh, uh, you just I just laughed because I wanted to make part it, of it feel like I knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three times in the theaters. How many times have you seen it all together? Uh, I would say, I mean, at least a dozen. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's just an True interesting love. movie. It's uh, to me, it just it, it's it's like if I'm gonna watch my big fat Greek wedding, my big fat Greek wedding two, my big fat Greek life, I kind of have to throw this into the mix. <laughs> but on its own, it's it's less of a a it's less of a journey <laughs> mm -hmm. in its own accord. But it's also, I think. A little shorter. It might be a little longer than my big fat Greek wedding or the other Neovardalis world movies. But there's just something about this movie specifically that I can literally just put it on and kind of go about my business and still kind of get the feel of what's going on uh, because it is a very simple story. <laughs> but then I also know the jokes a lot better now, especially the Greek jokes, because I was mm. able to look up like the translation and the dialogue mm. and kind of see like what things mean, and I'm like, oh, this is a lot more intense than I expected it to be for this little innocent rom-com that it is. Oh, interesting. Joe, have you seen this film before? I'd never heard of it. I was ne I never followed along the Big Fat Greek track, like I said. So I didn't even know this existed at all. Uh, and, yeah, it only it didn't do so well in theaters at a time when you could more easily do well in theaters. Well, so maybe Spencer that's was why. there three times. Yeah, you, I was, you were I was like, office. it's box office. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> uh, so I'd never heard of it, um, but was kind of interested to, to go into it because of that reason. It's like, why would they bring these people back together? Right? Mm -hmm. Not for not. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sasha? Haven't seen it, haven't heard of it. But I was very moved and excited to see that it's only nine percent in Rotten Tomatoes. You know. Jim, oh, I didn't much. check. I didn't check it. I oh, it's nine really percent. Nine is pretty low. Like it's whenever you get in the single digits, it's it's low. So I was very excited to see what this movie is. Oh, and Spencer, I'll give you credit, and maybe this is to Good Burger's credit too. I didn't even check. I was just like, oh, it's a rom com. Spencer's uh, suggesting it. Asked my fiance if she wanted to watch it, so we watched. She was like, "Cool, yeah, I'll watch. Oh. you finally want to watch a rom com with me? Let's go!" So then wow. we watched it and did not know that I was walking into like, you know, going into a restaurant with an F rating right there on the window that you just completely missed. Whoa. That's what mm -hmm. it Is sounds that like happened. To me. A big spoiler for how you feel about this film. I don't spoil how I feel about film. Let's get into why. Yeah. So, I guess your your love for it, I get, but can you understand why people why this is a nine percent? Oh, a hundred percent. I and like I, I, I 
as much as I love this movie, I, I know that I have a, an eccentric taste in movies, and this movie literally speaks like it's catered to me <laughs> as a as a Greek American. Like really silly, cheesy kids jokes. Like I basically like love like kids movies. <laughs> so like the fact that it's got these really silly jokes, like, but I understand because it is honestly it's so low brow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it is like as Sasha said, it's so predictable. Like you see everything. Like you can literally say what the next line of dialogue is going to be, or you know what the trajectory of the story is going to be, just based on any other rom com you've ever seen. And I think I also can understand it because it, in a way, feels like it's trying to capitalize on the Big Fat Greek Wedding verse because this came out before Big Fat Greek Wedding two, and so it came out after My Big Fat Greek Life, before mm-hmm. My Big Fat Greek Wedding two. And so I think it was like, hey, remember this Oscar-nominated movie that was this big sleeper hit on in the indie world? Well, guess what? She also wrote another movie. And like, mm-hmm. it feels like it was one of those movies that I think from pre-production getting greenlit because of the, the wow factor versus what the story actually is, that it kind of turned people off a little bit because they're like, okay, now you're just saying My Big Fat Greek Wedding from the producers of that, from the creators of that, and now I'm supposed to I'm supposed to just like this because I like that. So I think a lot of people may have had that like kind of like it's not like, oh, it's the next Steven Spielberg movie or like it's the next, you know, Francis Ford Coppola. It's it's like literally like it's, I guess it would be like the God if the Godfather three was in the My Week Fat Creek Wedding verse, my life in ruins would be the Godfather three. Mm. People didn't necessarily like it just because it was the same creative team. They actually thought of it for their self, their, themselves, and so I think that's kind of where I understand where people kind of, if they're looking at it as a separate property, if you don't think about it in the world of Neovardalis verse, uh, people might not like that movie, and I'm okay with that. It's fine if you don't like it. It's totally fine, uh, but just something speaks to me about that movie, uh, so I really like it. Yeah, I wonder if by that point, 2009, 2010, when this came out, if people, you know, obviously the My Big Fat Greek fans exist and would continue to exist, but it did it become so big that then there's plenty of haters too? And it this, the uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding was an indie darling, like you said, mm-hmm. where it just kind of like was one of those. Now it's a little different. You hear, you can tell the indie scene has changed because there's not the one indie movie everybody talks about one year luckily Mm -hmm. but it used to be that way right and this was that one where everybody was telling have you seen it you got to see it and you'd be like fuck off i've heard so much about this random movie and i'm not just about this movie but that would have uh what's the other one that we did on this show with zach braff uh sure the jersey one yeah, the uh, one in Jersey. Garden State. Garden State Or like was something like house. Juno. Juno is very much that. Yeah. And or Little Miss Dynamite. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are like, you got to see this, and it's this little thing. So then it ends up getting big enough that people are like, I hate it, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there was a bit you. of that. Yeah, I was in that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about this big fat Greek wedding, and now there's this other movie. Oh, I'm <laughs> against aggressive. it. Well, am I as aggressive now is really the question. We'll find out. Well, it, it's also, I mean, like, another thing that I'm thinking of is, like, the fact that this, it, it is almost like an anomaly uh, it just in the world of Nia Vardalos versus the My Big Fat Greek Wedding because it got great reviews. It got an Oscar nomination for original screenplay. I think it was based on her show at Second City. She actually did a, a, a show based of uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding and then it became a movie. 
But My Big Fat Greek Life got terrible reviews, lasted for seven episodes. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 said they're trying to market and make money off of a what they thought would be a franchise but turned out to not be as good of a sequel and my life in ruins was kind of that like kind of filler kind of movie in that way i love the whole world uh, there's also i hate valentine's day which is it's john corbett and nia vardalis falling in love on valentine's day but completely unrelated to my greek wedding but that's mm. probably the worst of the movies um because there's nothing greek in it <laughs> there you go that that's the problem it. yeah they yeah. needed yeah. that greek audience mm-hmm or mm-hmm. else it's just not working. Exactly. So this movie's super broad, um, which is what I like about it. Poopy Kakas, as you said. A character, if any movie calls a character Poopy Kakas, guess what? I'm in. And I appreciate that I can laugh at it because the creators are Greek. And the, or at least the creative team around these are Greek. So you're like, all right, I can... This isn't Seth Rogen making Poopy right. Kakas. Mm-hmm. Which, for reference, the character's name is Prokopi, and that's hard for any American to announce or pronounce. So, Not for uh, a Russian or Ukrainian person, though. Prokopi is right. pretty easy. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so there's mm-hmm. certain, certain uh, languages and cultures Overlaps. in that area that can, yeah. Um, but since Prokopi is very difficult to pronounce for a lot of, a lot of people, he's like, like, what's your nickname? Poopy. And then I remember in the movie, her face, she's literally like, of course it is. Because uh, she even knows, she's like, this is so ridiculous. And I think that also is like maybe why people don't like this movie so much is because it's so ridiculous. And it really feels like it pokes fun at how ridiculous everything in this movie is. It's so stereotypical. It is so broad, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, she's literally like, of course your name, of course your nickname is Poopy because your last <laughs> name is Caucus. Like it's... It seems like it's very much like, haha, wink, wink. <laughs> See how silly we are in this movie. <laughs> right, and give uh, us money. Mike Reese was the original writer, I think. I think uh, mm-hmm. Nia uh, did rewrites mm-hmm. on it, and he was a showrunner for The Simpsons. And it does kind of like stink of his humor, which I I really mm-hmm. like. I thought he was he's a very funny guy, but oh, where that it, cockus. Yeah. <laughs> so it it felt like him, you know, like this yeah. kind of making fun of itself, almost like the David Wayne movie We Came Together or They Came Together. Have you ever seen I that? I love that movie. It's, great, it's I love it. <laughs> and I think this movie is like several notches down from that in its uh-huh. self-awareness. But I think if it leaned into it more, it would be more like a They Came Together. I will never forget Amy Poehler says, oh, I can't do this. I look like a chimney sweep. And then it cuts to her literally dressed like a yeah. chimney sweep. Um, which, I, now that you mention that, it feels like this movie, like, they came together, did what My Life in Ruins tried yeah. uh, to do. I love both movies. Um, but I think that that's, that's a great, uh, I think a great uh, comparison of style of movie is they came together. Yeah, since it just doesn't hit that same level, almost like there might, maybe it was Nia, maybe it was Mike Reese, who knows, that scaled it back and was like, no, let's get to the heart of it. And it's like, no, the heart of this is that we know that it's dumb and that's mm-hmm. fun. And that also could go into marketing too, thinking about it is, it's like, well, it's it's a rom-com from the creator of My Big Fat Greek Wedding, so let's market it as that. And then people watch it and they're like, I was expecting it to be like that and all you gave me really was grease 
mm-hmm. versus versus it being in the same vein as the rom-com. Because they're both rom-coms by the same creative team, but completely different movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, though, that Nia is very grounded. I mean, maybe she's just mm-hmm. a generally very grounded actress, but as broad as her character maybe was, although I don't think... She, I mean, obviously, she was the least broad out of everybody. Her... I mean, acting was really good. Like she, I think she's, she's underrated. Yeah, I think uh, she's very charismatic on camera. Yeah. Not a great character for her. Cause, or just for anybody. It's not a great character, I don't think. She's she just reacting, awful. Right? Yeah, she's, she's an awful and boring person. Yep. But they really talk about that. She's more boring, and then they... It would be interesting if she was awful. It's not interesting for her to be boring, but they talk about her as if like, oh, you're such this like, you know, awful person. And I don't feel like she ever really comes over her. Her character arc never really happens. It Mm. does happen, but it doesn't really happen. And I think that's another thing that is unfortunate about the movie. Yeah, the character arcs are in ruins, too. Um, I think I think Pundit. the hard thing is is um, in that in that regard that you're mentioning that it is a movie where when I'm watching it it is like almost unfortunately me wanting to laugh at the expense of every character because I don't have a character where I'm like I really like this character and I want to see them succeed except maybe um, what's his name uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character I can't mm. remember Irv the mansplainer um, yeah. the jokes <laughs> yeah because. Because because he, he like we don't like him until all of a sudden this like sympathy of like oh my wife oh sad 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 and then we're like oh he is really a nice guy when really the whole time he's like a terrible character in this movie yeah and it's like it like plays with our emotions this movie and I think that that also could be another reason because looking at it as a standalone rom com the way that the structure of rom coms work and the way that character arcs like you were saying work it doesn't mesh. As, as a typical rom-com or typical character arcs because you know it's like oh don't uh what's the boss is like like oh i got all your ratings you got good ratings so now i'm gonna give you a raise and you can mm-hmm. take all the stuff and she's like i'm quitting okay i'll give you more of a raise actually i opened your mail you got another job but stay here i'll give you more money and she's like okay i will like it's mm-hmm. it seems very like everyone just kind of gets what they want without really any real struggle to get again yeah Except yeah. the most unlikable characters. <laughs> yeah, and Poopy, I, I, I still don't understand like why she ended up with Poopy. Like, well, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you knew they were gonna get together. Yeah, but at no point did you think they should. Right, right. it was like, like, oh, that's how they really connected, or there's chemistry here, or I see. Well, they're both or, Greek, so mm, that's that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's what does he reason. see in her? You know, other than just wanting to have sex with her maybe like i don't know what she ever showed him throughout the movie for him to be like yeah this is it and that's the thing because literally that's why i love this movie so much literally he's like driving and she's like doing like the little dance with the scarf to like talk about the oracles on the bus and he gets distracted that he crashes the car on a cliff or the bus on a cliff and then He's like, oops, sorry. And she's like, it's fine. And then they fall in love magically because yeah. he's her secret admirer. And then, you know, it, it's like this weird thing of like, she thinks it's the other guy uh, who 
rubs lotion in his eyes, and then she thinks he's winking at her, <laughs> yeah. and in fact, he's just trying to get moment. lotion out of his eyes, which, again, goes back to how silly and cheesy that this moment. movie is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love every minute of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the pure Velveeta that you had mentioned, is a moment like that. Very cheesy. I'm surprised he didn't rub cheese in his eye in that moment. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some kind of green cheese. That may as well call him Chester. Feta cheese. Feta, <laughs> Chester. feta cheese. Yeah, well, fetas are clumps. So you could just stick those right on your eyes and make it make it oh, fine, no. make it work. Yeah. There's a version of that movie that's just that. Disgusting. But, uh, yeah, th- <laughs> that whole, that relationship, I do appreciate it on the level of, I don't think we see enough of female protagonist with just a hot guy who is into her for no reason because we see the opposite of that so much mm-hmm. where you're just like, okay, that's the main character, that guy, but why is he pulling this girl? <laughs> like, that's so mm-hmm. common. It is nice to see it, the opposite thing happen, but I also don't understand why she's really that into him, <laughs> like, either. He's, I think it also has to do with, like, and this is where it's like, her life is in ruins. Why not just fall for the first person that says that they're mm-hmm. into her? Uh, it could be Richard a, Dreyfus. I mean, would have been equally good choice. Which there's something mm. with that I got to talk about that I think is <laughs> so funny. He has what? this beautiful moment on the beach where he sees it, talks to his wife, which is so ridiculous that it's uh, which actress is that? Let me. Uh, uh, Meryl Streep. It's it's a <laughs> long lens. <laughs> if only Meryl Streep was in this movie. It's a big actress because they show her in a picture earlier in the movie. Uh, Rita Wilson. It's Rita, oh, yeah, Wilson. Rita Wilson. Who's that's Greek, true. by the way. So that's... Oh. She also is a producer, producer I think, yeah. maybe, on mm-hmm. this yeah. movie. Um, so she's in that picture, and then you're like, okay, Rita Wilson is going to be in this. Because they didn't just use her picture, but what? And then she has this beautiful moment where she's kind of like, you know, come with me, come see me, it's time. And he has the heart attack. Uh, and you're mm. like, okay, that that's maybe beautiful, right? But no, he then is saved comes back to life for what just for them to be like cool you're alive bye we learned so much and then he's just at the (laughs) hospital the rest of the movie and dies a couple years (laughs) later anyway like he seems so ready to die yeah he was ready to die this was time for him to die but he came back to life for nothing at least one draft where he dies right there Right? Yeah, I feel like it I was mean, edited. It was cut like afterwards or rewritten. Like, hey, they're not liking him dying that early. <laughs> it, this could have been Mr. Holland's opus, you know. Like, this could have been his final majestic piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they had to keep mm-hmm. him going. Yeah, like, what does he oh, do man. after? What's the rest of his life look like? <laughs> now he what dies on a recliner at, at like three a.m. watching Home Shopping Network a couple years later. I mean, it's like Rita Wilson was the goodbye girl, am I right? You know, because she said goodbye, and Richard Dreyfuss was in the goodbye girl. I don't so. know the reference, but I think you nailed it. I think it's the goodbye girl. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> it's killing it. Let's just let's just all live in the in the world where it's a perfect reference. I recognized it as a strong reference, despite not knowing the source material. I'll tell you that. I much. think it's I think it's the goodbye girl. But then I'm thinking that Jennifer Aniston was in the goodbye girl, and I know Richard Dreyfuss wasn't in that one. But. The good girl. There's the good girl. Oh yeah, it is the goodbye girl with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also the girl, girls gone wild. I don't know. I'm just calling them. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. There's a song by the Beastie Boys called "Girls." <laughs> <laughs> this is this feels starting to feel like an improv game. <laughs> 
so which does almost the film. feels like what well, yeah, I was gonna say which was what my life in ruins <laughs> feels like. Because if you look at the cast, I mean it was like Harlan Williams, uh Brian uh, Palermo, um a lot of like comedy geniuses, uh, mm. Rachel Dratch, uh like Saturday mm. Night Live sketch kind of people. Uh, it almost feels like they were just like, This is your character, just say whatever you want. It'll yeah. be fun. A lot of group games. Yeah. Yeah. Which I will say, I really love the moment. It's the Australians, <laughs> and they're like, and she's like, "Oh, great Australians!" And they're like, "Yeah, oh, but sorry, I'm gonna piss up." And they're like, "She's like, what?" And like, like you gotta go to the bathroom. And it's just like, it's like I love how it's so on the nose. This movie, like, they just literally explain everything that's happening. <laughs> it is a great movie for eight-year-olds. I do not doubt it, and for Spencer. Oh, wow. That's the nine percent. Is me and the eight-year-olds. That was the nine percent on the other critics. <laughs> they love those deep Greek jokes. Those eight-year-olds. Uh, is there anything we need to talk about before we go to the ratings, or should we save it for the ratings? I mean, I have some stuff to say. Probably that's rating-related. Rating-related. So let's do it, Joe. How do ratings work here? At Shut up! I love it. They work very well here. Here's how they function. We are going to rate this movie on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a reference point. That something else could be another movie or it could be Greece. You could be like, Greece is the best place on earth. It's a 10 out of 10 and this movie's as good as Greece. Or it could be Cookies. Mm. Which Sasha hates. Not Cookies. She hates that I bring it up. But if any of that's confusing... <laughs> Guess what? I'll go first. Mm. So th- I, I, I've come to terms with this about this movie. This is a very bad movie with a lot of very great moments. I think as like a movie, as a screenplay, it's like just awful. But <laughs> there's sequences and jokes in it that are strong enough that you want to continue watching it and you have a good time and the only other movie i did want to do like a another travel movie or tourist movie but i think to get that essence of what i'm talking about of it being a bad movie that has a lot of great moments strange wilderness is what i have to uh, base this on Uh, spencer have you seen that movie uh, I have, and I do not <laughs> like that movie at all. <laughs> it's really bad, but there's a lot of funny moments that if you put that movie on, I'd be down to watch it just so, you know, you could get 2% to this moment. 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's, I'm having wait, a heart attack. I've never seen a 2%. Justin Long, right? Justin Long and uh, Steve, yeah. um, what's his name? Steve Zahn. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 it's... It's a. Uh, I have no redeeming aspects. I guess the cast also has a strong comedic cast. It's a, a low tier Adam Sandler movie that doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. Uh, and I really like it. It's a really like you can't defend it, but it's like ah, oh, the, those the jokes in it work for me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that movie again at some point. Uh, I'm gonna have to give that movie a seven out of ten. Now, this movie, I also, you know, I didn't like a lot of it, like, from an intellectual standpoint, like, as a screenwriter and 
just seeing things not really working. I think looking at it as more of a parody uh, rom-com helps, but I don't think it it doesn't really achieve that either. It, I don't think it, it confidently tries to be it. But I got to say, I was laughing. That was funny stuff. I'm going to have to give this a 7 out of 10 too. I'll go wow. next. I do not watch rom-coms unless it's for research. It's not my favorite genre. But I will take one rom-com that I watched for pleasure, and that was Palm Springs, which I liked, and I would give it an 8. Uh, compared to that. Yeah, so also traveling. Yeah, movie. different type, but it works. <laughs> so. uh, I would, com- comparing to, compared to that, I would give this movie a 6. I still mm. liked it. I, I enjoy watching every moment of her. I think Nia, care, I, I don't care what anybody thinks, Rotten Tomatoes or not. She's very watchable. She's fun to watch. You wow, know, you're you like in love with her. You can't stop talking about her. I just think her. she's, yeah, I just think she's really good. I, and I couldn't care for the mansplaining, you know, Richard Dreyfus or for Poopy Kakas. I don't understand anything. But yet I was watching with interest because of uh, her acting. So just enough just enough this is just enough for me to give it a six most importantly spencer what about you so uh i've been trying to figure out what i want to do but i think i'm going to base it off of the three ninjas uh franchise uh because (laughs) as we know in the neo vardalis verse there are some very solid movies and some that are maybe questionable and so too is the three ninjas franchise uh, we've got Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, Kickback, and of course the 0% rating on Rotten Tomato, High Noon at Mega Mountain. So <laughs> in terms of this franchise, I will go with my favorite of the four, which is the original Three Ninjas, which I'd give a solid 9.5 out of 10 to. Uh, and in terms nice. of My Life in Ruins, I don't think it's quite as good as Three Ninjas, um, but I still think it's a lot better than everyone says. So I would actually give it an 8.5 maybe an 8.75 out of 10 because it's just it's not quite as good as three ninjas but it's 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 such a fun movie and if you go into it go into it knowing that it's gonna be just silly and bonkers and and goofy and don't expect an oscar winning performance or an oscar winning script because that it is not (laughs) (laughs) um what a treat thank you spencer for bringing this thanks for having me yeah what is going on with you these days anything you want to plug yeah um you can uh, pretty much find everything that i do on my website www.spencerfrankenberger.com uh, or on my socials they're all across the board tiktok instagram LinkedIn. youtube at spencer 101 f perfect joe what about you oh where can you find me where did you come from where did you go there it is. Uh, you can find me at joecabello.com. Check out my movie review podcast, Beat It Movie Reviews. You know what? Go on sashafiler.com uh, as well and see what's going on there. I have no idea, but something. It's a 404 <laughs> not found, actually. <laughs> Nothing is still there, actually. So go and see what I'm up to at sashafiler.com. Thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track and Thank you all for listening. And Spencer, how do we say thank you in Greek? Efaristo. Efaristo for listening. Opa.